Welcome to another podcast from Generations Church. We trust you will be encouraged today. What is in a name? The title of our new series that we are starting, and it was actually planned for us to be in this series uh, a month ago, but it was really more towards Easter season, but of course with the outbreak of our friend COVID-19 that has upturned the entire world, we are going to jump ahead and talk a little bit more about what's in a name. And so that's the title of our series. We're really excited that you're joining with us. Thank you for joining us uh, from the digital world. First time ever for us as a church to broadcast a message. And I'm really excited to see how well we connect as a church. Uh, we're hashtagging right now together, not together, because usually we hashtag better together. But this time, it's kind of the ironic thing that we got to do. Um, the title of today's message is simply hope. What's in a name? Well, in the name of Jesus, there's hope. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 12, verses uh, 18 to 21 in the New Living Translation. This is what it says. Look at my servant whom I have chosen. He is my beloved who pleases me. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. Finally... He will cause justice to be victorious. And his name will be the hope of all the world. What's in a name? You're familiar with that line because if you went to school in Canada in junior high or high school, you for sure studied William Shakespeare. And we probably could think back to that line. Um, what's a name? What is a name? Uh, a rose by any other name would still smell as sweet. It's Juliet on the balcony with Romeo hiding in the bushes below, which by the way, if that ever happens at my house with my daughters, Romeo will be in a hole in the back acreage of my place. That's just how it goes. That's how we roll. And I have friends in the church who will help you and me bury people if we ever need to. I'm just kidding. If you're, if, you're, if you're an authority, I'm just kidding. We would never, never do something like that. But if it was your daughter, we would help you. It's just an evil um, stare. You're familiar with it because we all learned it in school. And so when we think about what's in a name, if you remember the story, uh, a name in Romeo and Juliet's case was a very powerful thing. In fact, it was so powerful that it led to the deaths of two star-crossed lovers. But on the positive side of things, what's in a name? Well, a name conveys identity. It carries identity. It signifies belonging. Sometimes a name even suggests or maybe even more forcefully suggests power and or authority. So what's in a name? Well, there's a lot. There's a lot in a name. Mm -hmm. But specifically today, we're talking about one name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that name is special of all names that have ever been mentioned in any tongue by any tribe on this earth. What's in the name of Jesus? Well, the Bible says in the name of Jesus, we're saved. In fact, it says it is the only name under heaven by which men can be saved. That's something special in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more that we could talk about in the coming weeks. I just love the name. I love singing about his name. I love speaking his name. I love standing in confidence in his name. I love identifying with the name of Jesus. And I know that you do too, Generations Church. When God came to earth, in the physical form of mankind, the angel told Mary to name that child Jesus. Now, to be fair, it wasn't actually Jesus because that came along as the Greek language transmorphed into the Latin and through many translations we arrived at the English Jesus. But in Hebrew, his name was Yeshua. 
And Yeshua is a beautiful name as well. You know what it means? It's Yahweh is salvation. And Yahweh being the Hebrew Old Testament name for God, which was so holy that the Jewish people would not even say it or spell it out loud. That's how much they revered the name Yahweh. But that last part of that word, Yehoshua, Yeshua, Yahweh is salvation. It befits the name that we associate with Jesus because he is God's salvation to us. So many other promises we can talk about from our creator and we will get to them in the coming weeks. But let's start with this. What's in his name? Well, hope is in his name. Hope is in his name. With what we're facing right now all around us in every community on the planet, I see a world that needs a rest. And that's one thing I've watched with my wife and our kids and our circles and churches and our whole community. People are expressing this. It's almost like a gratitude is overtaking people because they suddenly have downtime. I think that we know a generation's church rest has always been God's idea. In fact, it was his fourth commandment of the ten. And so it's important that we consider what God's word says about rest because rest and the hope that we have in Jesus are tied together in the book of Isaiah in chapter 40. It says this in verse 28. Do you not know, have you not heard? Which is the problem for most of us today. We don't know because we haven't heard what God is doing. But here's what it says. Do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow old, tired, or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. In a time when we desperately need rest, if I could just submit to you as your friend, as a pastor, as someone who maybe you went to high school with, in case you're checking us out for the first time. There is rest in the Lord if you're willing to trust Him, if you're willing to place your hope in Him. And it's the best rest you'll ever experience. Now, things these days are tense, they're difficult, and I don't want to disrespect the level of frustration, fear, or even the pain that you might be going through right now. Maybe you've been touched really personally by this crisis. Maybe your business is now struggling. Maybe your family is struggling. Maybe someone is sick or someone has even died at this point that you know or are connected to. And I don't want to diminish that reality or that pain for you, but I want to tell you that there is hope in the name of Jesus. There's more hope in the name of Jesus than all other kinds of forms of hope in the entire world combined. More hope in his name. Hope is one of the very first things Jesus does for us when we choose to bend our will to him. One of the very first things that salvation sends our way is hope for something that was out of our grasp, out of our reach, because God's word says that we all have sinned and fallen short of God's perfect standard. But salvation brings us to a place of powerful hope. It's really in that choice, in that moment, when I chose to follow Jesus, when you chose to follow Jesus, that that hope began to grow and do something in our lives. Check out Romans 15, 13 with me. This is what it says. Now may the God of hope, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. Hope in Jesus 
is the only hope I have never, I've ever known that didn't disappoint. I remember one time I was 16 years old and my dad very cruelly parked a truck, a pickup truck that he had bought at an auction sale in our driveway on the farm. And because I was turning 16, naturally I believed and hoped with everything in me that he had bought that truck at an auction sale for me. Well, it turns out a friend of his had bought it at the auction sale and cruel as it was, I know you all understand how cruel this is. He parked that stinking truck in our driveway and I looked at it and longed for it. And I don't remember, I think it was just before the birthday, the truck was gone. <laughs> And my hope, my hopes came crashing down because I did not get that particular truck that I had really begun to hope was mine. You know, Jesus and the hope he brings to us is not like that at all. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I want you to know for everyone who's connected with us, everyone who's in relationship with us here at Generations Church, his hope does not disappoint. And Jesus being the same yesterday, today, and forever creates this reality for us. He is unaffected by COVID-19. That's God is concerned about you and I with COVID-19, but he is not all that concerned about COVID-19. You and I are concerned about how people are reacting to that virus and whether it's too much or too little, and no one seems to know. No one seems to be able to find the right answers to trust, but I've learned that it's foolish to put our trust in governments. It's foolish to put our trust in what the Bible says is some put their trust in chariots. Others put their trust in horses. But I put my hope in the Lord. Yeah. And that's what we're called to do as a church. And you might be watching us this morning, connecting with us for the first time, and you've never had the opportunity to grasp that hope. And it's very, very simple. Every one of us can grasp the hope that Jesus offers by simply bending our will to him and by an act of our will becoming his follower. I want to tell you, there's no magical prayer. There's no perfectly right thing that has to be said. But if you want to know more about what your relationship with Jesus could look like, you can contact us at Generations Church, genchurch.ca. We have people who will love on you, who want to talk with you about this. And um, I look forward to hearing and interacting with you through digital sources as we move forward. Because I don't know what tomorrow will bring, so let it come, as we were singing before. Hope with us for our city. For anybody watching with us, hope with us for our city. Pray with us for our city. We're called to pray for those who lead us so that we may lead our lives in yeah. all dignity and godliness. And it's in a time like this that we need to pray for those who lead us. Place your trust in the name of Jesus, the name that is the hope of the world. Now let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for every person who has made themselves a part of this conversation today. And Jesus, I pray wherever we're sitting at today, that you would come and meet us. Lord, that you would make a difference in our lives, that you would show us your heart. Father, and that you would remind us by your Holy Spirit that each one of us has a measure of faith and it is simply our choice to decide where we're gonna put that faith. I pray God today for each one of us that we would renew our faith in who you are and in our relationship with you. And God, for those who've never done it before, that this would be the day of their salvation where they chose to put their hope and their trust in the only name under heaven that can save them. Amen. Thank you for joining us in another podcast from Generations Church. If you enjoyed listening today, please subscribe to our podcast channel to get a new one each week. 
For additional information or to partner with us, please check out our website at www.genchurch.ca.